Red Grange joined us immediately after his last collegiate game against Ohio State. Yeah. And you say Shot City. Shot City. Shot City. Coming home again. Quick pitch to Walter. Looking for the record. Cuts back. He's got it. He's out of it at 25. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. You know what they say, that money calling, that money on the phone. Forget it. Nobody's going to get them. Long gone. Devin Hester, you are ridiculous. What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to Bears on Tap. You can go ahead and follow us at Bears on Tap or follow on Tap Sportsnet for all of your Chicago sports needs. Today, we are going to be covering the Sean Desai presser, which is actually a little bit more optimistic. Um, probably one of the most optimistic things I've seen this offseason. And then we're going to probably talk about some quarterback rumors because that's exactly what's going on. Uh, my name's Lucas Perfetti. You can go ahead and follow me at Lucas Perfetti 46. And I also got my guy beat on 300 with me, Brandon Suarez. How you doing, brother? Back to talk some Bears football. Uh, we had an optimistic and a hopeful press conference, I'd like to think, considering uh, the press conferences that we've heard over the last few months. So Sean Desai said some great things this week. Got to deal with the positives with all the speculation and all the uh, wannabe reporters and wannabe journalists out there trying to be the first one ahead of the story that still hasn't broken in two, three weeks. Yeah, so. you know what? Let's fucking acknowledge that. I mean, like, at we'll get it right off the top, right off, yeah, right off the rip. These kids are fucking jokes. If you're, if you're already like, if listen, I, I don't mind, I don't blame you for being naive if it happens because I fell for it before. But if you're newer to Twitter, or kind of some of these things, like. There are a select few accounts that will say, I talked to my source close to the Bears, and they have like 1,100 followers, like a normal blogger. They're, they're full of shit. They're just trying to get their clicks. Like, it's at, you know who we're talking about. Like, it, it's a joke. Like, don't fall for it at this point. Cause, yeah, exactly. Who B Rob fucking put out a tweet saying that um, the, the Wentz deal was going to be done yeah. within the next 12 hours, and it's been like fucking six weeks. Fucking NAIA triple string safety. Like, come on, dude. Get the fuck out of here with that. And the thing is, too, is, like, I I also know a friend that told me the exact same thing before B-Rob said it. And I was like, run with it. Why not? You also know this friend. And he's like, fuck no. Absolutely not. And I'm glad he didn't because it's speculation season. We've heard Derek Carr. We've heard Carson Wentz. We've heard Gardner Minshew. We should have heard a lot more of Deshaun Watson and it should have been done, but hey, you know, they were going to have to give up the farm for that. And that would have mortgaged the future for a maybe conference championship, maybe a Super Bowl. Like, we don't even know. So at this point, I want to keep our first round draft pick. That'd be nice. That'd be, yeah. pretty, that'd be pretty cool and tough to that keep be as our first round draft pick, but 100%. who knows what's going to happen at this point. Yeah. And since we're already started with it, we'll get on to. I guess Sean Desai putting his meat on the table because he did very quietly put his meat on the table, um, but it made a thud for sure. So good for Sean Desai. We'll get to that and close on a positive note, but let's just talk about some of this quarterback stuff because I was actually talking to my buddy about it earlier today, you know, and obviously I'll do a podcast. So I talk to a lot of people. They'll call me just about the bears, like see what I think about stuff. And he's asking me about like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like when's first car, like, is it, and, and like, I can't get this thought out of my head that it's, it's almost like 
who wants to come here at this point? You know what I mean? Like we saw a fleet of, of positional coaches leave, especially on the defensive side. Like we saw a ton of coaches, staff and stuff like that leave. I mean, it's just, I think the reality is starting to set in. Like we're getting hope for guys like Carson Wentz, who a lot of people seem to hate. And I, I don't mind him at all, especially for a cheap price tag or Derek Carr or whatever. It's just like, what agent, you know, I just don't see anyone coming here like on good terms, like whoever gets shipped here, I feel like it's going to be a place that they don't want to be. You get what I'm saying? And it just, it, it gives me a little bit of a drag feeling going into this season. From what I've seen and don't completely quote me on it as hundred percent true as I am not a source, but from what I've seen, I don't really think Carson Wentz even really wants to come here to be honest. And the ideal situation looks like for him to link back up with his guy, Frank Reich in Indianapolis. And, you know, they have a couple more weapons. They have a, a solid running game, not to say that we don't, and they have a good defense too. So that was a team that was in the playoffs that took the Buffalo bills down to the absolute wire. If Phillip rivers didn't have the same arm that me and you have attached to our you know, shoulder, they probably could have beaten the bills. So. And the biggest key for me is the offensive line. And I think yeah. it's the offensive line and Frank Reich because I mean, as much as you want to say like, oh, um, Carson Wentz is like a, a piece of trash and blah, blah, blah. Like if you take 2020 out of the equation, he's had a decent career. He's yeah. had a really high upside career. You know what I mean? Like he's, and I understand there might be some injury concerns and Duke will like to, 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 you know, dispute that. But the reality is he only put, I think 11 of those 50 sacks that he had were charged to him. And in my opinion, in 2019, Carson Wentz had a stretch down the the last, you know, five, four or five games of the season that was absolute elite play with no one surrounding him. Like he was throwing Dallas Goddard was his top receiver in that time and he was throwing for like 325 yards a game. He goes nuts and I think realistically someone like Carson Wentz coming to Chicago, I think your first and most important moves would would be to to secure your tackle positions. Like I think you would, I would rather if, if the bears were to hypothetically get Carson Wentz, I'd want them to invest on the line more than I would in someone like a Rob or a receiver, just because I feel like Carson Wentz has shown the ability to elevate receivers. He has not shown the ability to um, mask mask issues with the offensive line. You know what yeah, I mean? And the thing is too, is like, if you ever watched the Philadelphia Eagles over the last few years, the reason why they were so successful down the stretch is because Jalen Hurts can get out of the pocket and not only get out of the pocket, make something happen. Carson Wentz was, you know, the ship wasn't leaving the station. The car wasn't starting and leaving the driveway. He was getting blown, you know, he was getting smoked before he even got out of the pocket. Like a lot of times he was just getting absolutely blasted sacked 50 times in like 12 yeah. or 13. Games. It was, it was essentially like the second coming of Andrew Luck is what I had seen like by the numbers, because he was getting sacked the, at the highest rate in the NFL. And then too, it's like, he didn't have necessarily the best weapons in Philadelphia. Like he's had guys like, Alshon Jeffrey on the latter half of his career. Deshaun also John, injured uh, for most of the, yeah. the time, and same thing with Deshaun. Deshaun know? Jackson. They're drafting guys like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Uh, they drafted Jalen Rager, and he didn't really do much this year. So it's like all these players that they're putting around him, the most production they get out of, like, you know, Boston Scott, Dallas Goddard, like these guys. That, Tyler Fulgham. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, Ful- yeah, Fulgham was their guy this Is year. that his name, uh, Tyler? I don't even I know. I think it's Travis, Travis Fulgham. I something think. like he that. He came out of fucking nowhere. My point exactly. It's all guys. Like, and that's why I think Wentz can elevate. I think Wentz's ability 
he, dude, he's got a special ability to put the ball on point. Like I know he's susceptible to more interceptions and stuff like that or, or whatever um, when he's under pressure. But I think like, if you take away 2020, a lot of people had him as a fringe, you know, definitely top 10, close to top five, depending on how he performed in 2020. And it went completely down to dumpster. And you think about, first of all, just the relationship, Doug Peterson sat Jalen hurts in a winnable game. Okay. So any rumors you may hear about, I, you know, um, Doug Peterson calling different plays for Jalen hurts or Doug Peterson calling different plays for Nick Foles and him and him and, um, almost like, you know, you heard kind of rumors about him sabotaging Carson Wentz to make him look worse, like running things that he knows he's not good at kind of sounds like fucking Matt Nagy, to be honest. But I kind of thought it was like, you know, just hearsay or whatever. But at this point, I think it's on the table because if you're going to sit a guy like Jason hurts, who you benched your franchise quarterback for who you just paid in a winnable game to take a division rival out of the playoffs. Like, I mean, bro, that's super suspect. Like, I don't give a fuck how much, how much time that guy had on the bench and how he wanted to get him some snaps. See, that's that Sudfeld was, sucked in college too, bro. Sudfeld was trash in college. And that like, was, yeah. The thing, the thing too, about my dumb podcaster brain is I actually just interviewed someone who played in that game yesterday for Irish on tap, Cole Luke, who's a member of the Washington football team. And I did not ask him about that game. And especially that moment, because he was on the defense you know, when they took Hurts out and put Sudfeld in, which, I mean, I know you don't watch as much college football as I watch, but Sudfeld has never been a world beater. And for, like you said, for Peterson to no, he to do that he in that, that spot. Yeah. He threw that game, and it might have come from pull, the GM. You they, know? Need to pull his, they need to pull his statue down. But quick plug, everybody go check out that episode of Irish on Tap. My first episode with an NFL player, so a big moment for me, and – Definitely a lot of uh, fun stories. There's a lot of Ron Rivera talk because he spent time with Ron in Carolina and Washington. So Dope. if you're a football yeah. guy, you'll like to hear that. Check out Irish on Tap for sure and uh, and go listen to that interview. It's actually pretty good. I, I listened to it myself. So awesome. Oh, boy. Yeah. I um, tried not to talk as much. I hope I did. I hope I did a good job. You did a great job. Um, <laughs> no, but I think like, and it's funny because people always talk about exhausting the salary cap and stuff like that and how it really doesn't matter. And it's fiction, like it's, it's fiction and you can always manipulate it and blah, 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 blah. Like the Eagles and the saints right now are perfect examples on how eventually it has to bottom out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, you can do it and you can keep pushing it and you could try to make a run. And the Eagles utilized it perfectly. The Eagles got their Super Bowl. The Saints didn't because they invested way too much money in a quarterback that was just so far cooked. Don't, I mean, this yeah, guy was I was going to say, don't hold back. Fuck your Falling off the bone tender, dude. This guy couldn't even push the ball down the field whatsoever. It's like a picture of like that chicken leg you've seen that dude on the internet. And he's like, if it don't fall off, the bone is free. And he smacks it on the counter. It all falls off. That's his arm. Yeah, but there are consequences because, I mean, for those of you that don't understand, like, basic restructures, it just takes money and it takes um, base salary and converts it into a signing bonus. So it it takes – so say, like, Khalil Mack restructures his contract for $20 million and they take $10 million and convert it into a signing bonus. Now Khalil Mack has a five-year um, thing. It's up to five years, a five-year contract left. Like, I, you know, I don't know his exact numbers right now, yeah. but that's going to put $2 million a year on – Cleo max contract for the next five years. So if you want to cut him in two years, cause there's no more dead money and I'm not I'm just using Cleo Mac cause it's, it's easier numbers. Cause he makes a big contract. Yeah. Then 
you're in trouble because it's like, well, now there's not supposed to be any dead money, but now you have seven or eight extra million dead money, or maybe you could cut them for 15 million dead money. And now it's 22. You get what I'm saying? So like, yeah. eventually if you keep doing this restructuring shit where you restructure uh fuller every year and okay, let's restructure Hicks and let's restructure this guy and Goldman, eventually it will nip you in the butt. And that's, that's all I have to say, like just about, that because i mean realistically we're in a fantasy land too it is speculation season i'm not telling you not to yeah we have it. no clue what's gonna go on i mean yeah I've i'm not seen, telling you I've not to build your shit. fantasy team but it, it just it does bottom out i've seen crazy you know there's talks about even not bringing hicks back because of the, the cap hit and shit like that so I mean, dude i it, if, if we're really going to talk about it i hate the idea of it but at the same time i understand it's the least yeah. the most it amount of business money that, it's business you know. Bilal nickel i mean hicks is uh unbelievable run stuffer but his biggest attribute and why he earned that contract is because he was able to get after the quarterback for the bears you yeah. know what i mean and Bilal nickel showed that he's actually probably a, a step above hicks at this point with hicks's regression and his pr- progression so I just feel like it's it, cap casualties are something you have to see. And that's kind of what I'm getting at too, with the Carson Wentz thing. Like I, I was kind just of pain, pain when it's like the fan favorite, like he, if there's anyone on this current bears roster that should get a statue just for being who they are, it's Akeem fucking Hicks. Bro. I love Akeem. That's the thing. And if, if they were like, Hey, Akeem, like we can't pay you this much. Can you take a $6 million pay cut? Like, I think he'd do it. I hope he would. I would really hope he would, but I mean, I could understand if he wouldn't either, you know what I'm saying? But it is the business part of, and this, this is this parts that's shitty because, you know, you could be super optimistic or, and you also see your favorite players leave or get traded and stuff. So that's a big part of it. And shout out to Mitch, Mitch, my guy, Mitch had a congratulations birthday, like some kind of cake in front of him. I think it was literally just because he was released from Matt Nagy's grass. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, Free Mitch, free Mitch. Yeah, but it's just like that's why that's why like if you want to build a stable roster that's continuing to like compete, that's why the idea of Wentz intrigues me more because yeah, Derek Carr, you know exactly what you're going to get with him. But if the going price really is two first round picks, you're gonna would you rather have Derek Carr for two first rounders or Carson Wentz for two second rounders? You know what I mean? Like I just feel like you're doing less damage to future capital, especially with the situation that's going on right now. Like no one really has a clue how long Nagy or pace is going to be here. Like, we don't know what the offense is going to look like. It's, it's rough. Yeah. And we don't want to fucking help the Raiders out anymore. And the thing is too, like you said, at the beginning of the show, I don't mind Carson Wentz. Like you said, it has to be at the right price. And I think really the price was being driven up by the Philadelphia media and their blog boys and all those Jagoffs just, yeah. just trying to, you know, spin shit to make the price higher, which does happen for those of you that don't know. But if they don't get the right line around Carson Wentz, it's going to be the same thing as Philadelphia shitty weather, asshole fans and his ass getting sacked into the dirt. And that's the fact of the matter. And it's going to be, if we don't bring back Allen Robinson, it's going to be, who's our number one, Darnell Mooney. Love well, Darnell Mooney to death. Don't know if he's a number one in this league, you know? And that's why it's so hard to predict this offseason because it's like with the instability at quarterback, which is something that we're used to at this point. Like, you guys really, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, it's like. Well, the Chicago Bears are a single mom franchise. I'm they just literally, Raising yeah. children alone with no father and no help. Papa Bear has been gone for a long time and we ain't getting a quarterback we are a single mom. We wash, we dry, we fold the clothes, we take the kids to the soccer game, all of that shit. It's bullshit. We need some fucking help. But we're stronger for it. You know what I mean? We're strong, independent women, yes. Yeah. So, I no, I just think <laughs> I, it's, you know, 
Because if you, like I said, if you move forward with Carson Wentz, I think you need to do more to build around the offensive line. Like, I think it really all depends. Like if the bears do end up with a guy like Gardner Minshew, which I think I'm kind of coming around to the idea because he's a gamer, he's a gamer. It would be super cheap. He's got a chip on his shoulder and he would leave Jacksonville pissed off. You know what I mean? Cause they sat him for no good reason. I know he got injured, but he could have came back and they were trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Like they were starting a new without him. So he's That's a, a kid that could have went to Bama too. He, I don't know if you know his story, but he, when he transferred, I forgot where he was at originally, but he was a two-time transfer in college, I believe. No, maybe just once, but he ended up at Washington state, but he chose Washington state over Alabama. So it's like between that, he ended up shattering like every record at Wazoo. He was under coach Mike Leach ran the air raid really a quarterback that can air it out. I don't think he has the greatest arm in the world, but like, you know, like we both said, he's a gamer. He's going to fight to the last whistle. And we've seen him hang. Like they hung with the Packers this year. They That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of teams. Listen, would it get me like really fucking excited? No, <laughs> no. but I, I think realistically, like for the price, because, because my biggest thought now is, listen, I don't have any faith in faith in Matt Nagy. Like none. Uh-huh. I don't think much of us do and I'm going to kind of come up with a tinfoil hat theory for you in a second, but I'm more worried about 2022 right now. And like, this is kind of my thought process. The day, the day after tomorrow is way more worried about. Yeah. We're probably smoke smoked like two and 14 that year. That's, that's what I'm worried about because if we bring in <laughs> all these guys, exhaust this cap and try to make a run with a, co- with a coach that's inadequate, like it makes me worry. That's all I'm like, it makes me yeah. worry a lot. And that's kind of it's why troublesome. Some of these quarterback like options I'm looking forward to or looking at are cheaper. They're on the back end. They're less draft capital. They're less money. Like I don't want to completely screw over the next regime because that's what it seems like happening. But the one thing, all right, put your tinfoil hat on now. I am convinced at this point that Ryan Pace got an extension on whatever day that was in Hallis Hall. And he was grilling Matt Nagy to see if he should give him another chance. That's my honest opinion, because if you think about the Bears, like they're stupid, but are they They were both they were both asked to several times about the extension and neither would, you know, and I think all three, to be honest, were asked and all three declined to, you know, extend a comment. I think Ryan Pace was extended and I think he's going to be here for the next few years because this is my thought. Like the Bears are stupid, but they're not that stupid. They would not put. Ryan Pace, a guy who has shown to not give a fuck when it comes to draining draft capital and being aggressive and go doing whatever it takes for him to get his guy. It's very clear he's willing to do it. And then you have Matt Nagy, who's in at, you know what I mean? So it's just, I don't think you're going to give those two guys a fully loaded gun going to the offseason. Like when you think about when the Bears hired Phil Emery, they hired Phil Emery and stuck him with Lovey Smith for a year. You know what I mean? So I, I truly feel like Ryan Pace is safe. And I think we're going to know within the first week of free agency of uh, in what kind of quarterback they get exactly how, how safe that's in, like, that's in like three weeks, right? Exactly. Week March, I think right? we're going to start seeing some serious indicators. Cause if he just goes out there and starts taking huge fucking hacks and restructuring contracts and all that stuff, then they have him on the hot seat and the bears front office uh, above Ryan Pace is just absolutely idiotic for not foreseeing this happening. But cause then, cause then the bears are in a really bad spot and they're in a, if they don't make a push for, if they don't change things drastically, then it's, you're looking at a five-year. Reason. Well, you just, the thing is, is like you said, you cannot run back the same fucking team. And it's, it, and it's yeah. like, you can't, it's, it's the same argument that we said on this very podcast and laughed at the green Bay Packers for last year. 
when they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. First round, they got to make some noise. I don't know what position they're going to attack. I do want to announce that me and Duke talked about it and we're going to put together, we're going to split it. But 32 days before the draft, each day we're going to put out an article for the entire NFL. We will have a good idea on who the Bears will select by the time we get to number 20. And hopefully, I swear, they better not fucking trade it. Otherwise, I'd be very pissed. But there's a and lot. That's the thing too. There's a like, lot of options at that spot, and it's a there's you could get a whole line there, you get receiver there, a potential quarterback could slip there. I don't want to say they could. Maybe a skill player we don't know. So it's it's a yeah, very deep and that's draft. why like a lot of people are into t- like the idea of tagging a Rob. If you're going to tag and trade him, fine. But I, fuck that, dude. In my opinion, everyone's talking about drafting an offensive tackle. Yeah, it could work out. We saw what happened with Mackay Becton and some of those guys, Tristan Wirfs, like, but. I want proven production. I'd rather you pay for an offensive lineman, a left tackle solidified. That's proven production in the NFL for a while. We don't know what's going on with Trent Williams, but I mean, and, and San Fran is pressed up against the cap as well, but they did trade for him. So we don't know what's going on. They're going to have the first right to try to re-sign him. But I say you, you invest and just try to draft. There's always second, third round receivers that break out as a rookie happens every single year. You got to hope that, you know, I just feel like I'm so sick and tired of seeing a, a lack of a running game, a lack of just being able to control the line of scrimmage on offense. Like I'm disgusted with it. And I don't care if we have a number one B receiver, cause that's what he is not a one, a he's a one B receiver that doesn't drop a lot of balls, but gets a ton ripped out of his fucking hands in the end zone. Like I'm, I'm done with it. Okay. I get it. There's a huge movement for a Rob and the extend a Rob. He's a very good player, but he's a one B receiver. And to me, I'd rather pay 16 to $18 million a year to Trent Williams and know that we're going to have our offensive line locked down, than give it to Allen Robinson on one year and have the drama ensue, like, and just keep going. That's my personal opinion. And it goes, it goes back to what I say with the analogy of the train, not leaving the station. If you don't take care of the, you know, the front line on offense and on defense, you're going to fucking lose football games. There's no team in the history of the NFL that didn't control the line of scrimmage that, you know, successful over a long period of time. It's just not possible. Starts up front. The bears seem to have lost that from the offensive side last year. And then obviously it took a hit with Eddie Goldman not being in, but it, you know, it is what it is. And right now they need to attack those positions as if they're the, the number one need on the roster. I know 100%. they haven't done talk, it for three years. Exactly. Three they've tried years. to build up the skill positions and they've tried to build up and spend money in other spots. And they did. You, they had a couple of right. Yeah. Like Bobby Massey and Charles Leno a few years ago, weren't terrible players. They weren't good, but they weren't terrible They were, And they're getting paid like a, you know, bottom tier starting tackle. So you kind of get what you pay for. And at this point, like you had a mobile quarterback, we don't know. We might be rolling into the season with foals. Like I I just, I'm sick of seeing our offensive line, get their shit pushed around. I'm sick of it. And I'd rather pay for it. I'd rather, I'd rather take a shot on paying for Trent Williams and possibly getting an AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf in the second round, than paying a Rob, and getting some dickhead that can't fucking figure it out on, on the offensive line and having and whatever agent. quarterback they draft get fucking blasted. Cause you're right at 20, I did this huge thing and I broke down every single quarterback ever. There's been one time in the history of, well, since, since the NFL merged and they had, you know, 20 teams or more, there's been one time that 
there was five quarterbacks taken in the top 20 and it, the fifth quarterback was taken by the Chicago bears, Mr. Cade McNown. So oh my, yeah. And it's like, and the it pride and joy of the Chicago bears for sure. And it happens like, don't, I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't where guys, uh, um, you know, four, four guys get taken in the top 10 or four guys get taken in the top 15. Like that does happen. One or two of those guys always ends up being a bomb though. You know, I think we're all, I think we're over ranking what some of these quarterbacks are coming out. You know, I think there's a a much larger gap in between the two. And I think the teams are going to see that. And we're going to, we're going to see it go as follows. Cause we talk about some of these teams that are like, okay, well, if Dallas picks up a quarterback before us, then get Dak. Duh, you know what I mean. That's the one that that's the one that I like the most, and I know that's Duke's guy. I, and, and I love that. They don't, the most. they don't fucking respect him down there. Jerry Jones, you know, I know he wants forty million dollars. I know that's probably not going to happen. But meet him at like 35, 36 and say, "Hey, Dak, if you go and throw for four thousand yards, if you go and win the Super Bowl, you can have this money." You know, do an incentive based contract and. They're going to end up losing them. I don't mind it because the Cowboys are like us. They, you know, they always find a way to fuck it up in the front office. And I'm here for it. I love chaos. He's the like, are the same way. Jerry Eagles Jones is like probably that. talking to Dak Prescott. He's like, this is why you should take $30 million here, son. You see Troy Aikman? Do you see Tony Romo? Yeah. You <laughs> oh, build a brand. Yeah. And, and I get that aspect of it too, but no, I'm, I mean, Romo Listen, getting 180 mil after he retired, like his second year in the game is as shitty as it is. Like I think a, a, a ton of Tom Brady's success came from giving up his portion of his money to get other players signed. And if I, for some reason have a kid that decides to be taller than five foot eight and just could fling the fucking rock, that's the number one thing I'll tell him. I'll be like, listen, we're not getting you some money grabbing fucking agent. That's going to try to exhaust the salary cap and take a quarter of it. You're going to just get paid a really handsome salary, but you're going to save an extra 15, 20 mil. So you can get yourself a Trent Williams. So you don't get your shit pushed in. Like yeah. that's, that's like matter. if I was a kid. Yeah. And, and I think that's, I think that goes so like underrated, like some, like they're going to keep it together. Well, look, at Deshaun, look at Deshaun Watson. I mean, I know they tried to put you know, Tunsil and some new, new spots around him, but now he is done. Between the oh. coaching staff, the O-line, and all the shit that went wrong there, he's done. Wait till that Mahomes contract kicks in. You think about yeah. think about when that. The Chief, when the Chiefs are going to be with, like 10 and 6 and shit. He's going to have a bunch of Superman incompletions, I'll tell you that, because there's going to be no more Tyree Kill, no more Travis Kelsey, no more um, Eric Fisher. Like All these guys are not going to be able to get retained unless they want to take a cheaper deal and create a super team and then get guys to come over like that are aging veterans, you know, kind of how the, the Patriots used to do, but it's a volatile situation because they're paying him a quarter of the salary cap. Like it's going to be a quarter for $500 million. It's, it's, it's a lot so of money. And it's like, Patrick Mahomes, is he worth it? Yeah. Do you have to pay him that? Yeah. But maybe his agent just shouldn't have been a cocksucker and been like, Hey, we're, if, if I fucking, if I have this guy win seven super bowls, uh, he can go to, Pacific beach and they'll create a football team and he can come up with his own fucking thing, PB 15 and have a whole like city named after him. You know what I mean? Like, so I get both sides of it. And I also get the whole, you know, I want to backtrack a little bit before we get into the Sean Desai thing, but I also get the whole, like, what do first round picks matter? Cause if you look at the, the first round picks that the Chicago bears traded, they got Khalil Mack and Cole Komet and they pretty much gave up Damon Arnett and Josh Jacobs. Like I'll take that yeah. trade a hundred times out of a hundred. So I understand it. Like but Max, Max Crosby. Just, just think about why Indianapolis is such an attractive place for 
all these free agents that are quarterbacks, like any Derek Carr, all these guys, Deshaun Watson, they would love to go to the Colts because they know they're going to be protected and they know that they, that the team is building it right. They're not going to fucking, they're going to keep their first round picks. They're going to make sure they're always competitive. Yeah. And Vic Ballard is a solid GM. He's definitely done a good job building that team from the ground up. And right now, Chris, but Vic Fangio is on my mind too. Oh, is it Chris Ballard? My bad. Yeah. Jag off of the week right here, beat on 300. GG's. But uh, he has built that team from the ground up. I I know you remember them a couple years back. Like they were probably what, two and 14, three and 13, like real down bad. And they've turned into a pretty formidable team, a team that. Just imagine what that team would be if Andrew Luck was still on it. I know. Yeah. And I miss Andrew Luck. To be able to bounce back from the Andrew Luck you know, fiasco of him retiring, which, you know, I'm, I'm not positive he'll stay retired, but who knows what that whole situation will entail if he tries to come back. But our situation is fucked as usual. Um, who knows who's going to be trying out under center that week one game and could be Foles. It's definitely not going to be Mitch. could be Carson Wentz, Minshew. Who knows? It could be a quarterback that gets drafted. It's Yeah. Just don't, I mean, don't listen to the people on Twitter that aren't Adam Schefter about it, okay? That's all that we're asking. That's it. Just Adam Schefter only. That's the only person you list to. That's that's just only Adam. Adam. Oh, my God. So right now we're a, uh, a Pacers or a Trailblazers, Trailblazers podcast, podcast, and they just won, so good shit, beat on. I'm not um, even there yet, but let's go. <laughs> no, yeah. So um, same time, same time. Hit the watch. Hit the watch, baby. Dame's a freak. No, uh, I, I think that's just Maybe kind of Dame the overwhelming. Play, you think Dame could play quarterback? hundred percent. He's athletic <laughs> as fuck. I mean, he hits. They call him Logo Dame or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's got a cannon. God, I wish we knew more about basketball. <laughs> no, that's listen to Bulls on Tap if you want to hear about basketball. We don't know anything about it. Um. So yeah, I just that's the overwhelming unfortunate feeling about this season is who would really want to come here? Like who, what agent wants to send their player here? You know, I just feel like whoever comes here is going to, it's going to be against their will. Um, I don't know. So maybe just draft somebody. Yeah. Just hold them hostage. I mean, they can't not come here if we draft them, right. They're not going to be, I mean, unless Eli Manning or unless Archie Manning's their dad. So. Yeah, or John Elway. Um, yeah, John Jagoff Elway, who honestly should just step down. He got his ring. He needs to just ride off into the sunset. People well, he's not the GM him. anymore. He's just the, the president. Like an advisor. So, okay, I was yeah. going to say, people, The I went out to, you know, I went out to Denver a little bit ago. They fucking hate him out there, bro. They oh, hate John Elway. Such an idiot, dude. I, I, just, I feel like his gums are too big. I hate the way he smiles. I don't yeah, know. I ended up, because uh, on NFL Sundays, I wake up pretty early and Obviously, in Denver, I ended up watching their, like, whatever their pregame was, and they were just bashing Elway. I'm like, oh, no, this man has dealerships. He's won Super Bowl on the field, in the press box, all that. Like, he needs to just ride off into the sunset. Yeah, there's jagoffs everywhere, no doubt about it. Um, but we're going to move into a, something a little bit more positive with the Sean Desai stuff first, but we're going to take a little break to tell you about Manscaped. <laughs> Hey, fellas, we're in the thick of winter and a storm's a brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. I mean, honestly, it's been freezing, so 
I wouldn't be surprised if you had a little bit of icicles on your uh, condensation. But if you want to take care of that, I mean, we use Manscaped. They they sent us something so we could try it out. And I will be honest, I'll never use another product. They have a skin safe technology that is honestly um, will save you from nicks. And I can't stress enough how important it is because it you, you really can't cut like knock on wood, but I have yet, like I've tried to cut myself with it and I'm not able to. So, and I'm not like an emo or anything like that. I just, I've, I've just tried to put their skin safe technology patent to the fucking test. And it's, it's been nothing but it's been Dogecoin for them. It's just been through the fucking roof, going to the moon, manscaped balls, going to the moon. balls to the moon. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to go, if you want to go ahead, they have a ton of range of products. You can get ball deodorant, everything to keep you fresh it's a virtual world. So you probably haven't been showering as much, you know, maybe if you're going to go out and meet somebody off of a, a social dating app or something, just get a little bit of toner deodorant to freshen yourself up. Cause you might not think you stink, but you probably do stink if you've been working for home for the last four days and just eating Cheetos. So if you want to go ahead and grab something from Manscaped, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code on tap 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code on tap. Thanks manscaped for making our winter wieners look so good. I mean, I actually, I actually pulled mine out the, the closet today and freshened up the boys, but yeah, it's uh, it's got like a little light on it too. So if you got shitty lighting in your apartment, like I do, I have like a little light that helps me uh, guide my, my shaft shaving. So, yeah. And I understand if you've been, some of you have probably been in, uh, in hibernation so long that the strands are actually probably getting caught around, around the twig and berries. And sometimes it pulls, I'm sure that doesn't feel good. So go ahead, get yourself some manscaped. Um, but let's move on to Sean Desai. Brandon wrote an article about him. The, the thing I want to say about Desai is we wanted it to be him or Jay Rogers and Sam Macho vouch for Sean Desai but it was just really refreshing to hear someone that just like said normal shit. You know what I mean? It, it, to me, he kind of came off like Vic a little bit. Like he was just like very simple about things and definitely more thoughtful answers. Cause Vic, you should be like, Oh, we just got to play better. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I think Sean Desai really kind of just hit the, the nail on the head and kind of gave us some refreshing like info saying, yeah, we just need to make sure that we're, we're basing our offense or defense around our stars and putting everyone in the best position possible, not asking people to do things they can't do things. We saw Chuck, you know, good, good cook Chuck, which Chuck Pagano is a great guy. Personally, one of my friends, um, friends, little brothers was sick with leukemia and he sent him a personalized message that I saw like really nice guy. can't say anything bad about him, but as a coordinator, it's just, it was not it for the Chicago bears. He did not um, really want to utilize our players the best way. So good cuck Chuck is um, officially gone and enter Sean Desai. And it just seemed really refreshing, very refreshing to have Sean Desai out there. Yeah. And I think the thing that I took away most from the press conference as the resident press conference guy here at on tap is he spoke professionally. He spoke very matter of fact, like what he said he meant and like you got to remember too, this is a guy that's been with the bears for nine years in a, in a variety of different positions as a quality control coach. And now he has his shot as the defensive coordinator. If there's anybody on the market outside of Vic Fangio, that's qualified to be in his position that knows the players as well. It is Sean Desai. And like you said, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, too 
beat around the bush or too like you know crazy how pace and fucking naggy and phillips and all these guys talk he was very to the point he's talking about execute talking about you know the play calls that he calls need to put his players in the best opportunities to win some of the very basic football stuff that we talk about on this podcast all year long finding the best roles that fit their you know his players skill sets putting his players in the best position to win all the things that you want from a defensive coordinator and then two from my standpoint with guys like Mike Adams and Deshae Townsend in that, you know, in that defensive coaching room, it's you have good that players. We got to retain Deshae as well. Yeah. You have, you have a couple players that, you know, know how it is to be a player in the NFL, know how it is out there and can provide that practical application of what they've seen in the league and what they've been through. We have a perfect match, a match of, you know, football nerds and jagoffs like us. And then, people that actually were in between the white lines. So, well, and, and that's the thing too. And like, you can tell, like I said, it's, it seems like a very lame duck situation. A lot of quality assistants left and they hired some guys that are very connected to the bears, like um, Childress's son, or at least they hired someone with the last name Childress. You would assume that it's Childress's son. He was our senior do- defensive assistant. Like I'm not saying that they couldn't get anyone quality because they're giving some guys like Mike um, say it again, the uh, secondary guy. Uh, uh, Mike Adams, Mike Adams. Yeah. Mike Adams. They're giving him like an opportunity. You know what I mean? So some of these guys can excel in their role and I don't want to say that they can't. And especially because they're working on the defensive side of the ball, which is way more, you know, and even Sean decides it's read and react. It's yeah. you, can, you can't, you can't uh, put a script together for the first 20 plays of a defensive game. Exactly. And, and, and you can, Defense can be very simple and you can also make them play your game with your defense if you're running it effectively, which is a huge, it's, it's, it's really simple, but super complex at the same time. And I think, you know, someone like Sean Desai was super refreshing just because of those things. Like we haven't heard that for a while, just put these guys in the best position. And he even expressed how putting or, 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 you know, someone asked a dumbass question about rebuilding, and he was like, "I don't think we need to rebuild at all." Like, we're retooling. No, yeah, retooling. we're retooling. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, it's, it's. You I don't mean, need to rebuild. It's a dumb question. There's no reason to rebuild that defense. You have studs at every single level of the ball. All you have to do is maximize their talent. And like you said, he like went deep into how he's been a part of this entire rebuild, and he's seen people come and go. The guy was just an assistant, you know what I mean? And he's been here for a while. So to me, it's the best hire you could have had. Cause then you're either getting a guy like Chuck Pagano or Bill Lazor who was out of football for a year and is an old savvy veteran that's called plays a bunch, but it's probably a little bit outdated and is willing to, who knows, not as, not as hungry as a coordinator because he's on the back end of his career, the back nine opposed to just starting and trying to get a head coaching job. So I feel like the size, and I'm not saying Chuck Pagano was lazy, but I feel like that's going to motivate him to work a lot yeah. harder, especially knowing that Matt Nagy could possibly get fired. And who knows, maybe he could take over this job if he gets this unit firing on all cylinders again, because it's absolutely capable of it. He, it this unit's more than capable of being the best, the best unit in football. Well, the thing that I took, well, he definitely said that that was the goal for next year, but the thing that I took away from the press conference too, is like when they kind of went into Sean, Sean Desai's like academic career and his career before going into coaching, he could have done medical. He could have done a variety of different things. Um, And, and he had, you know, great grades was a great academic student and all that. But he said, the reason why he went into coaching is because it's like a distinguished form of teaching. It's teaching at the highest level. So now he has the opportunity to go out and, 
you know, it's almost like seeing your kids get all A's. He wants to see all of our players get all A's, if that makes sense. He wants to see those guys grow and go throughout the season to the point to where we do have the number one defense. And the one thing that I put in my article is, is I said those are lofty expectations, but with the players that they have in place and with the success that they've shown, it's not impossible. I can sit here on this podcast and very confidently tell you that right now, for us to have the best defense in the NFL next year is not impossible. Yeah, and if you don't remember that. There's a that, better chance of it happening than not, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no, if for sure. And maybe not number one, but there's top no reason. three, top five, yeah. There's no reason they shouldn't be top five. And if you don't re- recall, the um, the uh, guy that's breaking all the news, B-Rob, also said that Eddie Goldman was the least valuable part of our defense, and we saw how fucking false that was this year. Even though Chuck Pagano may have put people um, not in the greatest positions, Eddie Goldman was the linchpin they the did, uh, of this defense, and him coming back is going to be huge. I was going to say, yeah, he didn't like confirm nor deny that Goldman's coming back, but I I highly doubt you know, unless there's still COVID going on during next football season, I highly doubt that. He You'd have to hope that we have a pretty good handle on it. I mean, people are going to basketball I mean, games sh- and shit. I mean, shit. Yeah. It's uh, the NFL season is what? Seven months, seven months away. Yeah. I don't Well, Perhaps, I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess we'll see, you know, who knows? Yeah, got to respect knows? his decision. If he does, I don't even, the NFL, it's a, it's a medical thing. It was like asthma or something. He I think a, he's got something condition. bad worse than asthma. I think he's got like, yeah. serious issues. Um, someone who has asthma going through this, it has been hell. And I have not gotten uh, COVID though. Knock on wood. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think, I, I mean, Sean Desai to me, he just seemed like, the smartest dumb football guy you could have. Cause he wasn't giving these super elaborate answers like Matt yeah. Nagy, like you said, talking in a circle, it reminded me more of Vic Fangio in a sense of poignant and Vic Fangio didn't give you as much information, but he was always very poignant and direct and just kind of shut down. They the were trying to get him to get into scheme. Yeah, exactly. He was just he like, I'm just not going to divulge that. Yeah. Always just shut down the question and stuff. And I think, I think you do see a heavy influence from Vic and the way kind of he's handled yes. himself because Vic wasn't this really overwhelming, like alpha presence. He earned his respect by building that unit to be what it was. And I do think, you know, if, you got the number one defense in 2018. You got the number four, I think, in DVOA in 2019. And then, you know, Chuck the Cuck put us in, like, fucking past 10 this year. I think Chuck the Cuck was just calling engage eight every play. There's no there's no doubt in my mind this team could be back to be a top three, top five unit. No problem. Like and then, too, I mean, it also – you can't really expect the defense to be – a top three or a top five unit if your offense isn't playing complementary football to them or your special teams, you know. If your offense is is setting the defense up and already with their backs on the goal line, the, the team's going to fucking score unless they have a terrible – unless they have Cody Parkey as their kicker, you know. Nine times out of ten, when you get a plus, ter- a plus territory turnover or some crazy like that or you're not – you know, you're not winning the field position game. You're not moving the sticks, so you got to punt from your own 15 or 20 – that shit adds up over the course of a game. And, you know, maybe that slips by some of the average fan, but that all factors into the, oh, and you know, you even, the and, total of the defense. And think about, like, even if you get to the 30-40, like, at least you're pressing them up. You have to make them think about, hey, am I at the 10-yard line? Is this going to go over my head? Is it going to go into yeah. the end zone? Like, even if you're at the 30 or 40, but when you're 
having Cordell Patterson return it. And don't get me wrong. He's a great returner, but sometimes you'll have those series where he returns to the 15, they go three and out and get three yards. And now you're like your pump return. Like midfield, you're trying to boot the ball as far as you can and hope to God, your coverage team can go down and cover, but it all it takes is for one guy to fucking miss. And it's a 30 yard return. Now they're in plus territory. Like, yeah. you know, it, we don't got to explain it to you that in depth, but I guess I did. Cause I'm a Jag off. I just yeah. think, I think he did um, say though, like you said, Vic Fangio's had a has a had a really big impact on his career. And I think the biggest thing from this press conference is it was a less is more situation. It was about a 30 minute press conference. And like you said, he didn't, you know, he didn't go too over the top. He made sure to touch all the bases. He made sure to say the right things. He said them with a smile on his face and confidently. And you could tell that in a sense, like you said oblivious to the fact of they're not going to be that nice every time you know welcome to the show welcome to the show realistically you think about it like he wasn't going to get a dc job anywhere else this year it's no it's a win-win he's a guy he's a guy playing with house money right now exactly even if i will always trust someone playing with house money 100 even if he thinks matt nagy's the biggest jag off on the planet all he's thinking is exactly what we're thinking damn dude if, if all of our chuck if the all of had our this unit fall off if i can get this shit to fucking you know top three again i have a chance to be a dc somewhere else if this shit blows up just got to get it right back but i was gonna say if all of our on tap bets guys just heard what i said if i always bet on a guy that's on house money they would probably would never listen to my advice <laughs> well i don't know man i we were doubling down on fucking game time dame when they were down game time money, dame so. yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta do plus, what you gotta do plus money perfetti my fucking boy dude that's my shit bro if the juice <laughs> is not plus money there's no reason to bet it no reason yeah. to bet 50 to but, 146 but overall i think he he handled himself very well and i am excited to see what he does with the defense and like we like you said very well to end if this doesn't work out this is his res this is the most important part of his resume because he, he can't win the football games necessarily this year, but he can play a key factor in them winning a lot of games. 100%. Because, you know, the defense is obviously going to have to keep teams under 21, 24 points and hope to God that we can get an offense that scores more than 24 a game. Yeah. And I'm not saying this Sean Desai is going to be good. He's going to be great. Like, I don't know anything about him. No one's ever seen him call plays. I've never been in a meeting room with him. I'm just going off what former players and and people like that have said, even Vic Fangio. So personally, I just feel like there's so many things to be negative about with this football team. This is one of the things to be optimistic about. So just let yourself be optimistic, you know, at least we're the monsters. That's how I I felt about it because, I mean – I know I don't watch every single press conference, but for the latter half of the season, when, you know, the sky was falling, shout out to our, our friends over at on tap, the sky is falling podcast. I hated having to fucking watch those. Matt Nagy was just such an ass and all of them. So condescending. And then too, the one at the end of the season was like, I know you were having fun with it with, for lunch meat purposes and, oh my God, and, yeah. and Euro spat purposes, but like, as an organization that puts their coaches through mock press conferences, you would think they would be better when they're actually in them, right? Speaking of mock press conferences, there was one thing, because listening to the, um, you know, Phil Emery obviously got that job from the, or not Phil Emery, Mark Tressman got the job from that mock press conference. And what, and um, 
Sean Desai said, I grab something from everyone. I grab, you know, this from Vic. I grab communication with the players from Chuck. And he was like, I grab something from Mel Tucker too. I he was very organized. I was like, thank God. Thank God you didn't learn any defensive knowledge from him. You just yeah. learned how to fucking, you know, get all your slides together and shit like that from Mel Tucker. I'm glad, I'm glad he was able to pass that on to you. Um, but he really you. did kind of say like all my major football influences from Vic and some of these other attributes. He was just kind of being nice about the previous yeah. The other two is really what it See, and that's to. that's the one thing that is the most I guess you would say the highest honor from one football guy to another. And that's why I always ask when I have an interview is like, who, who would you say has helped you the most, you know, as a player, as a coach, someone that helped you get to where you're at. And if you look at Sean Desai's career, the clear cut favorite is, is Vic Fangio. And, you know, the way we talk about Vic, he is, he's someone that we wanted to come back and be our D coordinator right now. And if we can have one of his descendants, I hope he's a lot better of a descendant of Vic Fangio than Matt Nagy was of Andy Reid. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Because every, every coach has their influences. They pick and pull certain things and they put their own little spin on it. I want to see some nice exotic blitz packages. I want to see Eddie Jackson go back to playing more of a center field role with, you know, with strong safety up in the box and, you know, with those linebackers. And he, and, he, and Sean said that without saying that. Yeah. Said well, that, yeah, he's not going to tell us what he's actually going to do. But, but he yeah. said by, by saying I'm going to put players in the right position, he was like, yeah, there's no reason I should ever have Robert Quinn try to cover a tight end. That's what he said without saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it was Robert refreshing. Robert Quinn on fucking Travis Kelsey. Exactly. Um, but that about does it on time today. Go ahead and give us a follow at Bears on Tap or follow on Tap Sportsnet for all of your Chicago sports needs. I'm Lucas Perfetti. You can go ahead and follow me at Lucas Perfetti 46. And the guy on the other side is my guy, Beaton. You can go ahead and follow him at Beaton 300. Thank you guys very much. Enter code on Tap at Manscaped if you're trying to freshen up. We love you so much. And only a few weeks away from free agency so we can start talking about shit that isn't random ass, random dudes breaking news that they have no business breaking. Facts, bear down. Bear down.